Small Business Focus on The Money Show. Well, on tonight's Small Business Focus, we're going to take a close look at how the many public holidays that we've had over the past month to six weeks or so have affected productivity and essentially the bottom line of many small businesses. And then we'll be exploring how to make small businesses embrace corporate governance governance as an important tool and strategy. Well, to talk us through that now is Christo Borters. He is Executive Director at Business Partners Limited. Christo, evening to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Good evening, Nikui, and good evening to your listeners. So what impact would these public holidays, the many of them that we've had, had on productivity and the bottom line for many of our small businesses? Yeah, it definitely has got an influence because of, you know, it's extended holidays that people take, you know, tomorrow. Uh, lots of uh, the people is not going to work. Uh, me and you, we must, uh, we're the poor ones that need to work. Yes. Um, <laughs> But others, uh, they they take a long weekend for it. Uh, and, you know, you can work it out. You take seven days and you get 17 in total. Take seven normal days, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, then productivity goes out of the window. And, uh, and, and factories, actually, on these public holidays, they close down. Mines, they are completely closed down. Retail, they, that still continues. To a large extent, though there's maybe a shift from, uh, let's say, more uh, city buying going to the resort uh, areas, you know. Um, but uh, the, the, the the mines and production—that's what we need, you know. Consumer spending, we need that also, but that shouldn't be our core focus in our economy. So mm. it's costing the country. Uh, without that production happening, about a billion, just over a billion rand mm. a day. What What are some of the creative ways in which businesses can maneuver a situation like that to their advantage, if at all? Yes, they could, because what they what they can do is they can properly plan uh, ahead for for these public holidays. In other words, they can up their production. And uh, stockpile a little bit or get the warehouses full and uh, so that they don't run out of stock in, in the, these periods of lower productivity so that they can still t- supply their markets, uh, the retail sector or if they sell directly to the consumer and, and so on. That's the one thing. They can also uh, communicate better with their people, uh, their employees and, and maybe give uh, the one section of the one period and the others another period so that there's a proper capacity in the business um, and that uh, then that, uh, the other thing is proper cash flow planning in this period because what can easily happen is uh, you come to the, the end of the month, uh, your clients haven't paid you, the debtors, and uh, you must service your uh, your overheads, you must pay your salaries, you must pay your creditors, and uh, and then suddenly there's not enough cash because you haven't done enough sales. And, and does it happen often No, people are caught in that situation because of a lack of planning? That often happens, and especially with smaller businesses, yeah. And uh, that's that's my advice. Basically, you can't wish the holidays away, but you can properly plan and also plan your capacity over this period. But for those small businesses which are in, for example, uh, 
tourism. This is a good time for them, isn't oh, it? Oh, wonderful time mm-hmm. because their uh, their occupancy levels are much higher uh, because it's not only international tourism but it's also local tourism. Yeah, we just quickly take a take a break and go go to some nice place, you know. Are we seeing the effects of these public holidays being disproportionate on SMEs when we look at compared to larger companies? I wouldn't say uh, it is. It's affecting them worse. Maybe just because they're so vulnerable because of cash flow constraints, etc. Um, but the effect on them is is uh, it, it's not worse than any of the big businesses. Um, it's just to you know, if you take one employee out of a certain key position, uh, and an SME can't afford without that person a bigger business can maybe take two or three or five or ten out of a certain position and uh, and then the business still operates and that's that's the the, the, the where planning comes in and 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 how does a, a small company then start to recover after a period such as this well that is that is another challenge because you know you must make up production if you uh, haven't been able to produce over this period or your production was down even in the days that the people are working because they they may be a little bit slower have a hangover of the of the holidays <laughs> and uh, must still get going again so uh, th- that that is to up the production uh, and often the cash flow effect is only a month later, and uh, and and that's that's uh, again proper planning. And uh, you know, if you think of the economy, a billion rand lost, uh, and if you trickle it down to an individual business, there's some sales lost, mm. uh, but the overhead still continues. So, um, and our our total economy is. Uh, on a knife edge, it is not uh, growing by five percent per, per annum. Yes. We we want it to be uh, growing that, uh, but with such a number of holidays, we just p- postponing that that dream of us to get to that. And the same would apply to small businesses. Mm-hmm. It's often you can't catch up. Yes, that, that's that's quite scary because mm-hmm. if, as you describe this picture of a, a cash flow crisis, which then is only reflected a month, uh, much later, perhaps a month or two later. Is there then the danger that jobs will be let go? Because we know that small and medium enterprises are amongst the biggest job creators. Yeah, I, I can't vouch for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there, there has been some period of recovery since 2008. So maybe there, there's been some reserves already built up we we can see it in the SMEs that we are dealing with uh, that they again have a little bit of a buffer and that they are resilient in uh, in these times and they uh, and an entrepreneur you don't easily get under so uh, yes we, uh, hopefully there's not too many job losses all right. The other important element that we wanted to talk about is the importance of corporate governance, particularly for small businesses. I mean, do small businesses need a corporate governance or, or do they simply see it as, as a nuisance, another layer of red tape? Yeah, you know, it it can be seen like that, but I think it's a short-sighted view. You know, you, you need proper structures in your business. Um, and there I don't mean red tape 
from a, a you know returns point of view and so on. It's just what you do in your business to let it run smoother. That it uh, that there's business continuity, uh, that there's proper investment decisions being made, that you look after your all your stakeholders, uh, your 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 employees, your shareholders, your um, your your suppliers, and uh, and I can go on. You know, mm-hmm. stakeholders at large, even the communities around your business. Mm. So, are you a small business? Have you been battling uh, with putting in place? corporate governance rules. Do you see it as a nuisance or as yet another layer of red tape? Um, and we're hearing now from Chris that it is in fact very, very important to have these kinds of rules, regulations that allow your business uh, to run smoothly. What are some of the challenges uh, that you've faced? How do you intend to go about it? Well, you can call us on 011-8830702 if you're in Cape Town, 021-446-0567 as we focus on a small business. I mean, when we talk about uh, corporate governance, it's seems very convoluted. It seems like something that's in the PFMA. What exactly do we mean? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, people think it's it's uh, complying to a lot of rules. Um, for a small business, I think, you know, the start is to just realize, but listen, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've invested money into this business. What return do I get? And, and what uh, do I ever sit back and just watch and see and do some calculations. Am I working for nothing or do I work for something and is, a, is this business growing? And sometimes you get caught up in the operational issues of the day. And uh, and it's as if you are like a mouse on a treadmill, you know, and you just keep on running and running and <laughs> running and you don't know where you're running to. Mm. So proper strategizing, planning uh, doing proper budgets, uh, working out if your ratios are still in line, uh, that you you are making progress, and that your your staff uh, is also on your side, helping you to 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 build a proper business, and that they share in the success that you uh, also. Uh, is aspiring for. We're talking a small business and why it's important that they should have corporate governance rules. And uh, Krista Bertus, the Executive Director at Business Partners Limited, is my guest this evening talking me through uh, why this is important. So once once a, a business has made a decision that it's going to do this, how do you get started? Yeah, I think start small. Don't uh, take the, the big jump immediately because... Um, you can start by just involving, let's say, a mentor into your business. And and that person is not necessarily the top expert in your industry because you're already the expert in your industry. Uh, but he uh, just brings balance in in the way you look at your business that you don't uh, aren't just – uh, 100% focused on the operational issues, but that you also look at the well-being of your of your team, uh, that you look at uh, your personal life, uh, and that there is proper balance, and that you enjoy what you are doing, uh, that that you have proper planning, that there is a vision, mission, uh, values, goals that you are working towards, that you that you track your. Uh, your your progress uh, that there's proper division between you as the shareholder uh, your board 
even if the board is just you and the mentor <laughs> and and then the management team or the the business itself that you are running on a daily basis and uh so you must make time, even if it's just two hours a month, mm-hmm. to just sit back and just go through an agenda where the where the operational side of your business doesn't just take up 95% of the agenda, mm-hmm. but that you look at uh, some of the, the st- uh, strategic issues, about the statutory issues, uh, about your progress and where you're going to. And you can even have themes for the month, you know, this month I'm looking at just my stakeholder, which is my employees. Next month I'm looking at my outside stakeholders, my my social responsibility towards the community. Am I uh, running an environmentally friendly uh, business? Uh, how can I uh, improve on that? Um, and then maybe govern, government uh, can be an agenda item. And uh, what laws should I comply to? And just, uh, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, you know. Mm. So sometimes you just need somebody that can just help you to go through that thought process. Mm. And um, and in the process, you become a good corporate citizen. You also run your business more efficiently. Uh, and and you, you actually know where you're going to. Mm. And uh, if you're heading for the blue sky, you must know how you're going to mm. get there. And uh, that's what's important. And then over time, you can bring in an independent director onto your board. Uh, you can um, you can bring in advisors. Uh, you can even bring in people like your auditors, your your attorney, and uh, that they advise you and 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 give you guidance on issues that you are not afraid with. Mm-hmm. For for many entrepreneurs or startups, all of this, while it may seem practical and prudent, they may perhaps be wary because it might have cost implications for them. Does it necessarily? Yes, it it normally has a cost implication, uh, most definitely. But it is also if you if you properly plan this and you don't learn from scratch, you actually use other people's knowledge and you just build from that and you apply it to your own business, you can do it much cheaper. Uh, and you can even read up or you can get an advisor like a mentor mm-hmm. that sits with you for two hours and just take you through a few of the issues. And uh, next month he takes you through another few issues and uh, maybe a refresher on the previous <laughs> month's issues. And and so you become an enriched person from a knowledge point of view. You can become a better manager, a better entrepreneur, um, a better visionary. You can uh, You can even get time to think and uh, and innovate and uh, you know reconsider your product line and whether it's still relevant and and you can improvise so there's those things that's very important that yeah. you just make time for yourself and and properly run your business i'm interested in the emphasis that you're placing on on mentorship um do many small businesses actually know this and do they seek them out and who should you be looking for what type of person should you be seeking out as a mentor yeah i would not necessarily go for an industry specialist. I would go for a generalist, somebody that has been in general management over many years. It's probably a retired executive uh, that's got quite a lot of scars uh, of all the lessons that he or she has learned over the years. And um, now you bring him in 
and her or her in because there's many hers also <laughs> yes. in uh, as mentors and uh, and they can just share some of their knowledge and and that can be of tremendous value and it's not necessarily costing an arm and a leg uh, there's some of these mentors that's that's doing it basically just to cover their costs they want to plow back something to uh, everything that they've gleaned over the years from from business and being successful in business. So even a company like ourselves, Business Partners, has got 380 registered mentors. Yeah. And uh, we can uh, uh, you know, match the right mentor to your business and, uh, and, and then you, know, you, you take the journey with them. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a service that is available uh, to people who are starting up? Yes, and many even of the banks, they they have mentors that's uh, registered with them, uh, or via ourselves, they they make use of our dent- uh, database. Even some of the the parastatal uh, state uh, DFIs, they have the same. Uh, yes, so it's it's available in the market. Are we seeing small businesses grow in South Africa? Are you optimistic about this? Yeah, if you ask them. Uh, the biggest percentage do say yes there's there's growth and we can grow by more than the inflation rate so uh entrepreneurs you don't get them under very easily mm. and um and uh, i think they they very positive we've done surveys and it's very positive mm. yeah they they think they can they can still do it right yeah. Krista, thank you so much for your time this evening. That was Krista Burtis, Executive Director at Business Partners Limited. As we've been talking, a small business uh, coping mechanisms over the public holidays and the many holidays that we've had over the month of March and April. And also the importance of corporate governance starts small. It's not just another level of red tape that you have to contend with. These are rules and regulations that will ultimately make your business more efficient and more successful and how you get started as he said is perhaps get a mentor in you don't have to start paying for that service immediately